0: Yay! Hello and welcome to A Colorful Twist, the podcast. And today we are reviewing The Batman. If you want to know a little bit about A Colorful Twist, we are adding color to the gray of entertainment, trying to bring some nuance, some details. We are two fierce Latinos with thoughts. And let's begin. So how did you feel, Tom, about The Batman?
1: I love The Batman. You know, after so many fails here and there and sometimes back to back from coming from warner especially yeah we did have some projects here and there that succeeded such as aquaman and shazam and uh you know but those those are good movies and i feel like the DC fans deserve wins
0: yeah i i totally agree i think you're thinking of the suicide squad um Sorry, my dog decided to make a pop-up. <laughs> the suicide squad, probably the James Gunn, because David Ayer's version, there was a lot of controversy because he felt he couldn't do the one the movie he wanted. And I think that DC, you know, it happened with Zack Snyder as well. Kind of there was a lot of intervention in terms of their visions. And it's yes. been so such a roller coaster with DC in terms of when they deliver a good movie versus when they don't. Whereas Marvel has always been consistent. And I I would say that, uh, like with the examples you put up, the the Suicide Squad, um, the James Gunn version, Man of Steel, Wonder Woman, uh, Shazam, when they go Uh campy, it goes really well. When they go like the uh, uh, Joker route or the Batman, where it's like very political, very social, existential, I, they go, they do well. They either go really colorful or really dark.
1: As much as I wasn't a personal fan of um, Joker specifically, I appreciated what was done with it.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. I, I think it's you're totally right. I you got the feeling with with Joker. And the same thing with the Batman, and particularly Robert Pattinson's vision of who Bruce Wayne is, that they had a vision. And sometimes with DC, where it fails is getting to the point i think there's certain times with dc where it's just like this is a comic book film love us because comic book films have become so they're now the mainstream they are the biggest films guaranteed but comic books have as somebody who's a fan of comic books and i know you are as well tom like they have a vision they have a perspective they have a message it's not just look it's a comic book like part of why we love them is that they are immersive and analytical and the batman definitely is all those things
1: absolutely i think the batman it's it's a very good representation of the world itself and i feel like of most dc comics the batman is a good mirror for society in many ways and you know (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes, I totally agree. You know, some people complain, some critics complain about the three hours, but I feel like life has become super expensive. Yes, uh... This idea of making entertainment brief, like there's something sad about like an 80 minute movie and then you're like, I have a whole day left. Like, yeah. take me somewhere. Take me. <laughs> A new place waste my time i'm yes you to waste my time and for some people you know a ticket is 25 dollars and you bring a the family there's a kid who wants a, a popcorn and you feel bad denying him so the fact that it was three hours and it kind of swept me into this world and i put it in my review that I felt like this is a movie. It was kind of like an HBO true crime series. uh It would have been eight episodes and eight weeks of me watching Robert Pattinson try to find the Riddler, mushed together in three hours. And I think that one thing that you brought up, which uh, we were going to talk about as well, was how Gotham City is a character. Uh And I felt like for money and time, I was happy, I was relieved, to enter this world that was very reflective, even in aesthetics and sound and vibe. Uh, We loved it. The soundtrack by Michael Giacchino, all of it. It felt like now, it felt like how tired people are of being unsafe. Yes. Mm -hmm. Of being poor and kind of corruption always being the same. Like just some... Some guy who claims he's going to be help the city and ends up stealing its funds. Like, been there, Uh, done that. I got a t-shirt. I don't wear it.
1: It's it's so commonplace nowadays, uh, the corruption in this world. And I feel like it addresses pretty well um, people of power, people with power. But, you know, like maybe a little bit with uh, the the Wayne's past, Mm. you know, when the big things that they were trying to hide to make sure that, you know, they have a good public image. But I feel like when it comes to to politicians and public servants and people who should be there for the people who voted for them, it it covered very well. Mm -hmm. I, I wasn't disappointed, especially Peter Sarsgaard's character. That's where corruption is taking people nowadays.
0: Well, I, what, what I thought with, you know, Peter Skarsgård, he's such a, he definitely leaves an impression in the film. Yes. I, I think what was scary, accurate about the film was just how deep corruption is, how many small characters are a part of it. And kind of because the political world is so intertwined with the criminal world, there's a feeling of w- what if I, I can't rat on a rat. Because they'll kill me, you know, like you have uh, political leaders that are running with mob bosses, which Colin Farrell's Penguin is so good.
1: He's
0: lost, you can't even recognize him. And he's hilarious in this movie. Um, What was alarming was just and Jeffrey Wright, who plays Commissioner Gordon, he even mentions it like, oh, my God, like all these cops, all these DAs, all these political leaders uh, from the mayor down. They're all involved in corruption. He's he's shocked by the amount of numbers.
1: Yes. Honestly, I don't know how how shocked he should be, you know, knowing that he where he lives and how it works, you know, things behind the the scenes but yes you're truly right one scene that touched me a lot the very end when they bringing out you know the the big mob guy out and they have all those good cops out there so that was that was something that I feel like it was also very well ripped out of the the newspaper yeah you know like so I I feel like that was not shocking but very poignant to the situation that we're living Um, also the fact that he was an honest man and honestly I would even risk saying if he found out who the Batman actually was was, I don't feel like he would do anything to harm the any anyway because he understands that the city needs that kind of help as well. That was amazing that they pointed that out. How loyal that relationship is to each other.
0: I think that's a beautiful point, Tom. I think part of... I, I said it in our IG live because we do our IG lives together. Uh, uh-huh. Content, check it out. Check. Um, I'm at D'Andrew Views at All. Tom, what is your IG just for a follow? I am at Tommyverse. <laughs> <laughs> Tommyverse. Um, yes. Uh, I think you're right. There was a loyalty and a love. For and a respect and admiration between them. I wish that they would have, I felt like commissioner Gordon, especially in the Christopher Nolan versions was more written, right. But brought such a sweetness and a nobility to uh, commissioner Gordon. And that scene that you're talking about where, you know, bring the rat to the light and all the good cops. One thing that this movie does, and this is where, uh, I thought it was so relatable is that there's good people and there's bad people and what it makes a good person not only a good person, but enough to become a hero. And I think that was the lines that kind of blurred the Batman and the Riddler because one thing that really fascinated me about this film was the juxtaposition between both and Uh how the Riddler kind of thought the Batman was his equal, was his partner. They were two people that were taking vengeance against the corrupt of this Of this world uh, against the people that swore they were going to help people like them and did not. And I, for me, one thing that I I would say the difference between the Batman and the Riddler, at the end, you learned is compassion. Mm -hmm. The Riddler just wanted everybody to be destroyed, even the people who were even good people who were just, he thought, weren't strong enough to stand up against the corrupt.
1: Absolutely. And I feel like he this could have been very well that too you know like I feel like they could have been the really especially could have been one step closer to actually being right you know because Bruce and slash the battle were it was being carried out by revenge yeah that it could have very well been that case yeah you know but as you said the compassion and the idea of being there for the people which I think he understood towards the end that's where they differ a lot and I feel like it, Talking about the ruler and his actions, he didn't really care about the consequences of his actions, or you know, killing someone's father, you know, leaving a little boy orphan, and that's very important, especially considering his background as an orphan little boy too. Yeah, you know, but you know, I feel like that, and and this is something that literally just popped into my head. The difference, I think, and and what probably made that decision to kill the little boy's dad at the beginning was. That was a rich family, you know. And he would think, oh, you know, like this little kid is just gonna be like Bruce Wayne. Yeah, he's gonna be orphan, but you know like that's not really truly an orphan because he's rich. Yeah, as for him, he was uh, you know the way that he thinks is that I'm an orphan and I'm poor and I live in this terrible place and nobody cares about me and babies die every winter.
0: You know, yeah. like
1: he wants people to feel pity about him and he feels a lot of pity about himself and he decided to take over, you know, that situation and make something very bad about it. Yeah. While the Batman, even though coming from a very privileged background and a very tragic one as well, he was more centered on making sure that no other kid becomes an orphan as well, independent of his background or their background.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You bring up such a good point, Tom, which is that at times we believe the pain we are caused justifies the pain we cause. And mm-hmm. I think that as people who suffer from trauma, especially coming from a people that su- has suffered so many historical traumas, like Latinos, it's hard to kind of, there's a belief that you heal from your traumas and yes. you become the monster that traumatized you you're infected with that pain if you don't heal it or or let it go it you become it and the example of somebody who became his pain because when he starts reliving all the traumas he goes through in the orphanage and and the, the struggle of being dirt poor with no parents in a city that is so corrupt and criminal you're like no wonder this kid went deranged and I think that the difference between him and Bruce you're totally right uh, is like the classism and the belief that if you are filthy rich you have like kind of this spiritual bed to lay on your traumas like you're not that hurt
1: yes Uh
0: money doesn't replace love and there is a level of insanity to Bruce but I think again boils down the differences between them is at the end of the day one wanted to prevent the pain from being repeated he didn't want people to be orphaned and the other wanted the world to feel his pain but yeah i think you're 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 totally right and it's such a smart 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 point that could easily go ignored which is how much of our pain makes us who we are
1: yes and how much of that pain we can transfer to someone else you know because I'm feeling that much pain, you know, and I see someone happy. That person doesn't have the right to be so happy when I'm miserable here on my side. Yeah. you know, And I feel like this, this is why I like Robert, Robert Pattinson so much as, as a Batman and he did his My Favorite One so far. It's, it's because I feel like I see that transformation happening mm. or starting to happen. But as it related to the previous Batman, such, for example, Christian Bale, or even um, Ben Affleck, as we were talking last night, they are presented to us on, on a situation where it feels very much healed from that trauma. Or yeah. if it's not 100% healed, they they learn how to deal with um tragic past that they have. And different than Robert Pattinson, that he doesn't understand where he is and the difference that he can make and the fact that he needs to, I wouldn't say let go, but but come to terms that this is his situation almost up to the end of the, of the movie. And I feel like I connected more with him because of that. You know, I feel like I have a hard time to, to relate to characters when they presented on a more elevated level where I am, you know, and, <laughs> and that's definitely not perfect. And I did struggle with you know, mental health through, you know, many years and everything. Um, but I, 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 I think that connection of me relating with that depression, with certain traumas and that darkness, you know, and that uh, emo appearance, you know, like made me like Robert Pattinson so much more than I ever thought I would. And I didn't know that he would be such a perfect Batman. I never thought he was a bad actor, especially consider everything that he did throughout the last decade or so. Excellent and but I, I, I was a little bit taking him with a grain of salt, his performance as a Batman, especially because it doesn't feel like he has the physicality that the, the Batman requires. He has we the chisel s- chin. I know, right? Bruce Wayne's
0: <laughs> chin, he has it down. <laughs> I feel like, you know, I, we, we talked about this. I'm the opposite. Like I love Superman. Uh-huh. I
1: love
0: ben Affleck's the Batman because they were elevated. And I find that it's so rare to see characters that are past their trauma and what happens after when you're okay enough to kind of figure out what it means to be better. But I think that, you know, going to my prior point, part of what, what makes Robert Pattinson's the Batman stand out, whether he's your favorite version or not, is this feeling and how he represents how, you know, you, you could really become your traumas and you can, lie to yourself and say that you are the world's awakening while Uh asleep and there it's so palpable how sad he is how bitter he is how angry he is at at losing his entire family from a young age and being so alone
1: yeah uh uh-huh
0: and I think that the Riddler, it's funny, he knows that feeling, but he just, again, maybe it's because when you're poor, uh, there's an idea that when you're poor, you're not materialistic. You are, you're just defining yourself by the lack of material. That's true.
1: Yes. (laughs) The constant
0: wanting of material and, and the constant not having, and there is a difference. But at the end of the day, at their core, what made them so alike, dangerously alike, is that they let their bitterness lie to them enough to make them think they were being heroes when they were not. That's weren't.
1: true. Yes, that's absolutely true. They were, in fact, as we discussed last night, I I, I truly believe that they are this different size of the same coin. Yeah. You know, up until that redeem, redemption moment for the badman. Yeah. They, they literally are that, you know, and mm-hmm. to your point at the beginning, they truly believe that they're doing this for a, an important cause, and they truly believe that their means is, are justified, you know, the violence is justified, and it's, if we point out every single person that the Batman helped that were not, they were scared of him, yeah. you know, that, that poor Asian guy that got beat up at the at the train station, he yeah. didn't want a Batman to even get close to him, Yeah, you know, like, don't hurt me, you know, get out of here, I know you beat the crap out of these people here, but Who knows what you can do to me, you know?
0: That's so interesting you bring that up because I feel like um, there's something when you, you, it's like uh, those who live by the sword die by the sword. Like when you use the sword, when you use violence, it's very hard to distinguish you as a hero because it's the eternal historical question whether you need violence to get peace.
1: Exactly.
0: Uh, yes. Obviously, but what we see with the Batman is when you vibe at a negative vibe, when you run in that low frequency, you attract low people. He attracts you do. Uh-huh. People. And one thing that I mentioned is that the social media January 6th, I put it in my review on, on, on dandreviewsall.com. Like I immediately saw the January 6th comparison, especially in that third act. But you feel it like how... Uh-huh. So, especially because social media is so based on the image we put out, on attracting people based on this symbolized version of us and hoping that they like our symbol enough, like Batman yes. in the, the, the Batman symbol at night or the Riddler leaving all those riddles, hopefully hoping that they're so intrigued enough to follow us. And the Riddler gets immersed in social media. And you can't say that the Batman... Even Bruce Wayne is sort of in love with this idea of him, this image of him, and believing that the symbol is who we really are.
1: Oh, absolutely. Especially, and and so much so that we have Batman for a good chunk of the movie. We don't even have Bruce Wayne for that long wow. you know, in comparison to previous Batman projects. Um, he He truly believes that Batman is the best of himself. He wants people to believe that He's not shying away to walking in into a room full of cops that don't even like him as the Batman, you know, in a room full of cops that are supposedly doing the, you know, the, the more serious work, um, you know, and, and and also the reader, you know, with also being a masked guy, also being um, the guy that truly believes that he is doing the right thing. And they what I, what I feel like they're doing is trying to build this brand And have people buy into that brand, you know, and maybe become a martyr as they go, maybe become a legend, maybe become an icon. But, you know, which is funny because when you think about Zoe Kravitz and and her character, the Catwoman, she was literally the one not masked at all. And I was hoping for, you know, a little mask that indicates, you know, more of a Catwoman characterization based on the comics. But honestly, she was the one that was, I'm here. This is who I am. I accept who I am. This is my face. You can like or you don't. You know, I really don't care about this.
0: I. You bring up such a good point and And you mentioned it before, how you felt like she was the bridge between the Batman and and the Riddler and their, their kind of toxic relationship with uh-huh. her own image because she, she's the only one where Selena Kyle is the Catwoman, like she will unmask, she, she's, there's no, she is who she is. Yes. uh uh-huh. She has a level of humanity that I think it's not until, like you said, the third act, the redemption act, where Batman actually gains some humanity. Uh huh. As in, he, he becomes more Bruce Wayne. Uh-huh. Bit of, of realizing i have to participate in society and i can't it's not just about being a vigilante because i think one thing that the riddler and even selena kyle and the batman have in common is that do or or question is whether or not we have to work outside societal structures to fix them like do they're kind of weird activists in a way whether you you're act uh, activating for or not they believe you once you enter the system you get lost in it you'll get lied to or you'll become the liar like commissioner gordon where he all this corruption is is surrounding him and he has no clue yes (laughs) whereas yes
1: that's so true Uh
0: i could have seen that a mile away Uh uh-huh
1: that that is so true Uh huh.
0: and i i think you're right selena kyle uh Out of all three of them who share that belief of you have to work outside the system to fix what's within, she's the only one who always maintains a level of compassion and humanity and a realization that if you are complaining that these people don't protect the people, it means that you are.
1: Yeah, that is true. And she's called Selena the entire time. Yeah. You know, they refer to her. As Selena Kyle, the entire time you don't see that happening to, to Batman all the time. Even though we do get a little bit of the you know Bruce here and there, you never see that happening to the reader mm. until he's finally unmasked. But Selena was was so heartfelt and and she was so real, so so true to her character. She she endured some traumas and she had her own journey as a character on, on the movie. You know, but she dealt with it. She got up, and she's like, "I'm ready here. Let's go take care of the the hedge fund billionaires." You yeah. know, and if you want to come with me, you can come. If you don't want to come with me, it's your problem. It's you know, yeah.
0: <laughs> wow, you bring up such good points because Selena is orphaned as well. Uh huh. Has endured similar traumas as the Riddler, and. It, she kind of becomes an emblem that there is no excuse for however rough it is to yeah. not be a good person.
1: Exactly. To
0: not defend the needy. Um, and she becomes better than she starts out better than both of them.
1: She does. She really does. And I feel like she on a, on a scale of financial scale, she built something out of it. You know, she was orphaned as a kid. She doesn't have a father that supports her. Girl had a career, even though it was working for a mob. Girl had an apartment that she shared with someone. She had a friend, you know, that she was supposedly or maybe romantically connected with at some, you know, like depending on how you read that relationship, you know, that she wasn't she wasn't trying to be a victim at Mm -hmm. all, you know, and that's the difference between her character and the other two. Is that they were walking the city with that victim mentality when she was walking to the city with that, I'm winning, you know, or at least I need to win and I need to do something for myself because obviously the city is not going to give that to me. The elected officials are not going to do that for me. If that's if I am the only person I can count with, here we go. We'll yeah. do this.
0: I think we kind of ran into all of our topics. We've, we made some really intriguing powerful points about just how deep this <laughs> is we'll edit that out <laughs> but i i you know uh i'm DeAndre reviews this is tom check out our socials under we're going to be writing them down this is a colorful twist i feel like we added a lot of colors to what in and of itself at least yes. aesthetically is a very gray film
1: yes that is true, but it's such a good experience, and and we're gonna keep doing more of this, and you know, as we record episodes and we go from here.
0: <laughs> so check out a colorful twist, uh, the podcast on all platforms on the Andrew Reviews. This is Tom, or maybe you should be Tommyverse. I
1: know, right? <laughs> What's
0: a remix? Um, and this is our colorful take. Um, this was our colorful take on the Batman. Hope you enjoyed.